This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. Cheers to you. Thank you so much for taking the time or for allowing me to join you in whatever activity you may be doing, whether it's cleaning, um, wrapping presents, driving, you're on your way to pick up the kids from school, or you're commuting to work, from work, or you just chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. Whatever you're doing, thank you for allowing me to join you in that space for this moment. Um, here at Dear Hallmark, I like to talk all things Hallmark. And so this goes a little bit beyond Hallmark Channel. We also talk about Hallmark movies and mysteries, and if need be, Hallmark drama, and also mahogany. Um, speaking of mahogany, this is way late. I don't know, even know if I told you guys this, but I did do a recap of my time at the mahogany event in the beginning of October. There is a live on my Instagram that I saved where I talk about my experience. Um, and I think I, no, I think I talked about it in a podcast. I think I did. Um, I think I opened up the episode with it. I have to, I have to go back and find it. But I am looking forward to the next Mahogany event. I feel, from what I remember Alexis saying on Instagram, it's going to be in the first quarter, like either late February, early March. So I am very, very excited about that. I love everything Mahogany does. I mean, everything is just excellent. And I, I love it so much. As well as Spring, which is another Hallmark uh, subsidiary their Christian line of cards and mahogany being their their line geared towards black culture. So, Well, you guys, we are here today to talk about Magic and Mistletoe, starring Paul Campbell and Lindy Greenwood. This one was one of my most anticipated movies of the countdown to Christmas season uh, when I saw the pairing. I forget if it was, was it TV Insider or Variety? But the two pictures that they used for Paul and Lindy were so darn cute. I said, oh my gosh, they look so good together. And I was incredibly excited to see Paul matched with Lindy. Um, and I will say, I believe that that bias <laughs> carried me through this movie. Because I was like, look at Paul with a black woman. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you guys. I was just happy to see Paul, the black woman. And so I was like, listen. And Lindy did so well in this movie, you guys. I enjoyed her immensely in this movie. But for those of you who may have missed it or haven't seen it yet, let me give you a little bit of the synopsis. So Paul Campbell's character, Harrington, he is a scorned writer who made a social media post that caused an uproar and some some big backlash with his fan base. And so the PR department of the publisher that he's with um, was sent to do some damage control. 
And so he goes back to the hometown in which he scorned <laughs> and tries to do an apology tour through different events. Um, and so it's interesting seeing Paul play more of this jerkish curmudgeon, if you will. Um, I loved it. And I loved the way they played off of each other, Lindy and Paul. I thought they did excellent with that and I could see the two of them together I wanted there to be a little bit more romance than what it was I will say um given Harrington's character and just kind of why he why he was so darkened by the state of Christmas due to his mom's death um, I felt like the way he resolved the conflict between him and Collins, April Collins, that's her name, April, it seemed realistic. And I can appreciate that, but I, I think I wanted more I, I, because I felt like I, and this is just me, but I wanted more. Mm. Now I'm, I'm double, I'm second guessing because I'm wondering if it would be true to the kid. Would it be true to the character to have him have a change of heart faster? Because I wanted more of the adorable Paul. I wanted more of that Paul. Um, and we were shown bits and pieces as he began to warm up because you began to see the ice melt. Although it melted incredibly slow, you you saw it. Um, maybe because of my diet of Hallmark movies. I wanted just the whole thing to melt, but there was still a lot of ice I felt like left over, you know? Which, again, is more realistic but um, no, don't come to Hallmark movies for reality. Okay, <laughs> no, but I I can. That's a this is another movie that I feel like could be a cute Christmas book. So that way we are, we could see it, can, and I can see this as a dual POV from both April and Harrington's side. April, um like living this fast city life. She's finally made her dream job. She's killing it. She's doing the daggone thing. And so she's like, oh, I got to get home for Christmas. But I've been sagged with this, <laughs> this PR nightmare that I have to do damage control over. So I have to miss my Christmas. So she got an attitude because of that. Harrington's got an attitude because he just has an attitude. And I think we should get April's first-person perspective and Harrington a third-person perspective just to create... Because I feel like creating distance with Harrington would would make sense because he's someone who 
pushes people off, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it would be true to Harrington's character if he was told in the third person, because a third person, in my, in my opinion, feels more distant than a first person narrative. And so being as though Harrington is already standoffish and he's closed off, I think telling his story from the third person perspective, although we're able to get a little bit more thought because it's book form, I think it would still stay true to the curmudgeon that he is as a character, if that makes sense. I would love to see this written as a full book. I think this would be really dope. Um, And I think flushing out Harrington in that way, I would... I already appreciated his character. Like, I enjoyed the movie. Let me just be clear. I enjoyed the movie. But I would want to appreciate Harrington's character more in book form. Um, and yeah, I would just, I would want to, I would want to be given the opportunity to see more and dive more into the character of Harrington in book form. Um, but I thought the movie was cute. Um, the two thing, the two things that really was just like, ah, was when April admitted that she really wasn't going to sue him. I said, whoa, like he, I thought he was playing at first, but he really took it hard. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so that threw me out of the movie for a bit. And then in the, towards the end where she surprised him and decorated his home and he blew up over it. I was like, whoa, okay. Now he did apologize and it seemed sincere, but it still put a bad taste in my mouth the way he blew up at her. It was really like that was just like wow for real, um, yeah. So again, I love seeing Lindy and Paul together. I'm still wishing for like a corporate enemies to lovers movie. <laughs> we almost got there with sealed with a list, but I want it to be like a work almost like. I don't want to say like double holiday, but I want it to be like almost all in the workplace and they can have like almost like romance in style, almost they can have a couple dates like outside of the workplace. But I I just really want to see my corporate enemies to lovers. <laughs> and so I don't know if I can see Lindy and Paul in that. I could definitely see... I mean, we we got a little bit of that with Katie and Evan in Sealed with a List, which you'll be able to find my review for that on YouTube. Uh, Sealed with a List. I'm not sure when this podcast episode will be out, so it's either already out. So check the YouTube, or it will be coming out if it's not out already, depending on when I decide to release this. But I... Anything with a writer or an author, I'm going to have automatic bias towards because I am a writer and an author. I I'm, I write as my day job. And so, and I've published uh, two or three books. So, well, not two or three, three technically books. Um, so, which you can purchase. There's links in the show notes for those. Uh, or for one, it's my baby, Chasing Wind. That was my first, like, full, almost full-length novel. It's a novella. Um and that's all I have to say about that. But I, any, so anything with a writer and author is auto, is going to have some automatic bias points for me. Straight no chaser. So I, there's that. Um, and I like seeing a character arc. So I, I knew even though 
Harrington was stubborn, cruel, guarded, cold, the Ice King. I just, I I knew he wasn't always going to be that way. I just wish we could have seen more melting. But then that go again, that goes back to my initial question, like, with these Hallmark movies, how fast can the Ice King or Queen melt? And are, like, and it still be, do we still want it to even be realistic? So that, uh, am I getting too deep in my analysis? Like, uh, you know? But I, I think this is, <laughs> and this is me doing some psychoanalyzing on myself here, but this is, like, talking about these Hallmark movies reminds me of literature class in college talking about the books. And so I, when it comes to movies like this with characters like this, that make me think like this, I enjoy talking about a movie in this way. So I'll say that this movie in terms of a crown rating, I will give it a 3.5. One crown is for Paul. One crown is for Lindy. One crown is for both of them being together and the half crown is for the writing aspect of it. So, oh, and can we just talk about Paul with those kids? Oh my gosh. The adorability factor just went through the stratosphere. Every time he was with those children, those little sugar cookies who wanted to know about the Christmas fairy. My goodness, that man is good with kids. And I want to see him as a dad again in a movie. I think that would be great. Great, 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 great. Um, yeah. So that is all that I have to say about Magic and Mistletoe. You guys, there, listen, even though Countdown to Christmas technically is over, they are airing Mystery on Mistletoe Lane on Hallmark Channel this weekend, which I'm thinking, did somebody hear my podcast? Because when I reviewed Mystery on no, was it Catch Me If You Claws? Or even Mystery on Mistletoe Line? I said, that needs to be airing on the Hallmark Channel, okay? Because it's so heartwarming, and it's so cute like it's not super mysterious that it'll just ostracize somebody you know what I'm saying so yes (laughs) I am excited that Mystery on Mistletoe Lane will be airing on Hallmark Channel because I definitely think it belongs on there for sure it's so it's such a cute movie and if you guys haven't seen it yet please 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 watch it it aired on hallmark movies and mysteries first but now it's coming on hallmark channel and i could not be more excited i think this is one of the perfect movies that they've moved from hallmark movies and mysteries to hallmark channel because they they could have took one of the hallmark movies now movies but instead they decided to use mystery on mistletoe lane which i think was brilliant because i think it is the perfect family heartwarming christmas movie for countdown to christmas i do i think it's perfect i wouldn't change anything about it i think it has heart i think it it has the family it has the christmas it has the romance because you got the victor webster okay so you're gonna get everything you need in that movie and then so okay 
So we have Mystery on Mistletoe Lane coming on on Saturday. Countdown to Christmas is over. But then we get into New Year New Movies, January 6th, starting with Marcus Rosner and Ashley Newbro with Love of Course or Love on the Course or The Course of Love, something with Course and the Love because they're golfing. Um, and I did do a January preview. If you go back to my Notting Hill and Holiday Road episode, you're going to find my January preview there. So be sure to check that out. And y'all, if it wasn't enough that they gave us a January 2024 preview, no. Hallmark said, <laughs> I see you a little January 2024 and I'll raise you a February. And you know what these people done did? These people said, listen, we want y'all to get so pumped for quarter one. We're going to drop the theme for February. Y'all, February is Jane Austen. The brilliance with which I got (laughs) when I saw that, okay? This is so brilliant. They have Benjamin Ayers and Allison Sweeney paired again. They have a mahogany movie with Dan Janelle. I ain't going, I'm not going to do the full preview right now because I don't think they put the synopses of the movies in the article. They just, it's kind of a teaser. We know who's paired. We know when the movie airs and we know when, what the titles of the movie, I believe, are called. But we're not sure of exactly the premise of them yet. And so when that fully releases, your girl's going to do a a February preview. Faux show. And I can't wait. I'm obsessed. I am greatly looking forward to this. This seems like, a that seems so brilliant. Oh, and you guys, guess what else I found out? That one movie in January 2024 about the aerial people who do aerial acrobatting or whatever with Jocelyn Houdon and Olivier Renault. How about Olivier actually is an aerialist and he used to do that for Cirque du Soleil and then he became an actor? How about those apples? Put them in a pie and eat it. How about that? So that's that adds another layer of lasagna onto it. So I thought, wow, okay. So now I'm I'm much more looking forward to it than I was before because I thought that premise was incredibly odd. But with Olivier having a credible background in it, it adds some intrigue for me and curiosity. So well, my friends, my Romans, my countrymen, thank you for lending me your ear <laughs> during this time of Dear Hallmark. Uh, there are some links in the show notes if you want to peruse around the home, go into the different rooms. We got an Instagram, a Facebook. You can buy a book, you know, if you want to get me a Christmas present. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Dear Hallmark. And in the meantime, between time, my friends, Be sure to watch a countdown to Christmas movie that you love. I want to say Merry Christmas. This is going to be my last review episode of 2024. I'm sorry, of 2023. Um, The next few episodes are going to be rankings and um, there is a Christmas con recap coming. But this will be my last movie review episode of the Dear Hallmark podcast for 2023. And so I love you guys immensely. I thank you so much. What a year! What a year! What a year we've had. My goodness. So a couple of the ranking episodes we have coming up. 
outside of the Christmas Con recap, I'm going to be doing a top 10 Hallmark movies outside of Countdown to Christmas, so non-holiday. So the earlier movies that premiere, like Hearts in the Game, Wedding Cottage, Wedding Season, um, Field Day, um, Three Beds, Two Bath, and a Mirror with a Ghost, um... What else was there? There was something else that happened. But we're going to be talking about those movies and my top 10 of those movies. But also, and you know I'll never leave the year without telling you my top 10 Countdown to Christmas movies. That one's going to be the season finale for season 3. Can you believe we're almost finished season 3, you guys? We are almost finished season 3. We're going to be going into season 4 of Dear Hallmark, This is Wild and Crazy Kids, season four in 2024. What what are we becoming? What are we doing? How are we living? Are we drinking our water? Are we minding my business? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. So let me do this again. This is my second close. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Dear Hallmark. Uh, In the meantime, between time, my friends, be sure to watch a countdown to Christmas movie that you love. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.